Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everybody? Itachi266 here. Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop. This, guys, guys, we are almost up to 20 episodes. And I just want to say before we get into the show, thank you guys so much for tuning in every week. You guys have been amazing. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be doing this show with my boys. And this week... We have another wonderful guest for you guys. Now, this is a little weird because usually I'm the one that goes out on the journeys and finds everyone. But this person, they found me when I was a wee little infant on Twitch. They came into my channel and they were like, hello, my name is Kasira. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the light is so bright. But you're such a wonderful person. And I just was like, you know what? She's got to come on the show. I have never met someone who is just so... I, 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 guys, when I say there's like, there's actually nice people on the internet. <laughs> there's nice people on the internet. And Kasir is literally one of the nicest people I have met since I have been streaming. This this lady is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Kasir to the show. Round of applause. Hey! Yay! Sarah, don't mind the look on my face. <laughs> this cheesy intros kill me. I just got the pickles. I like it. Thank you. This See? Intro. Thank I you. I loved it. Thank 10 you. out of 10. Thank I, you. I like cheese by my face. Guys, I'm sorry that give me aneurysms. <laughs> guys, I, also, I do want to point this out. So in the past weeks, if you've been listening to the podcast, we have been having Twitch streamers on the show. Well, this week... We are mixing it up. Kasira is our very first mixer streamer we have on the show. You're mixing it up with the mixer streamers? Yes. Yes. Very clever. Mixing it up with the mixer streamers. So, Kasira, uh, before we get you know deep into the show, let's tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where everybody can find you. Let the world know who you are. Um, yeah, so the channel's mixer.com slash Kasira. Um, I know that um, a lot of my time is spent on Twitter, so it's either Mixer or Twitter, and my Twitter is Kasira underscore X. <clears throat> okay. So those, yeah, those two are the main places to find me. So I gotta get, I gotta get right into it. I'm just gonna dive okay. in here. <laughs> Literally... When when we first met, you were 
I guess floating around on Twitch um, and you were, you know, finding some streamers that you like. But I just have to ask the very question. What one, what brought you back to streaming? Because I do believe if, if you guys check out her or her Twitter, uh, I think you dabbled in streaming before or did you just got kind of like there was this really your first time getting into streaming? Yes, I never did it before. I was, um, it all kind of started with Twitter, just trying to find gamer friends because I just don't have any IRL. You know, women my age just don't game, not, you know, there are some out there, but in my life, like IRL, I don't, I can't find any. And mm-hmm. I just, it's kind of this strange statistical anomaly where, you know, I have three brothers, none of them game. I'm the only one. And so I was looking for more gamers. So it started with Twitter. And, you know, most people stream. If you're a gamer, it's very common that you stream. So then I started getting into Twitch and following people and meeting people and making friends like you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was through Twitter, you know, I was posting things like some pictures of Star Trek bridge crew. And you were, you know, one of the only ones to comment on it. And that's what that's what drew me to you. I was like, who is this? I, you know, <laughs> we have a lot of comment. He likes these games. And, he, you know, you kept commenting on the games that I played. So... So yeah, I went to find your channel and hung out and really enjoyed your streams. And so Twitch was more of just me watching and meeting people. It was never, I never streamed before three months ago. Okay. And three months ago, uh, well, one, you've definitely made, in my personal opinion, you have definitely made an impact in Mixer because your channel and your community has just blown up. And it it has blown up and it has been amazing. And one thing I can say, because I have gone and I have mingled with your community and I have watched your streams and your community for all of those people is extremely friendly, extremely welcoming. And it's really hard to maintain that when your channel gets, I want to say once you hit a certain past the certain hundred mark, it becomes really hard to maintain that. But your your mod team and your your community is is doing an amazing job. It's like always a good time in your mm-hmm. channel. Um, so so my next question is why Mixer? Um, well, I I think I created my account the day before Ninja moved. <laughs> I think it was literally oh. the day, before. Oh, and man. I hadn't. Yeah, this is a touchy subject because I know you guys are all Twitch and, a lo- you know, a lot of the people who follow you are, are on Twitch. So it's no knock, I promise, to Twitch because I enjoy it. I still go there. I visit a lot of friends there. Let's get that straight, okay? <laughs> um, so I had created the account but not started streaming until a couple of weeks after that. And honestly, it was kind of like, it was kind of like no one knows me here. Mm-hmm. I might just try it and figure it all out because there's so many things that are involved with setting it up and notifications and just everything yeah. so I thought this this will be a good place because on Twitch I had already made so many friends and people were following me and I wasn't even streaming you know they're like well maybe you will one day <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't ready to have people watch me I was like let me you know figure all this out and get everything situated so I had honestly planned to start out on Mixer and and get some trials in and set it all up and and then move to Twitch. But I just made so many friends, like you said, and <clears throat> had such a, a warm welcome that that I I'm just home now. I don't 
uh, there would be no reason really for me to move you know what i mean yes it's it's a it's a comfort thing and i can totally understand it because i see it i see it also from from the other side you know i was for a while debating myself like oh you know uh should i make a switch or should i stay but once you've made enough friends and then you meet some amazing people you establish your a comfort it's like Mm -hmm. you know this is this is it there's there's really no reason to just kind of like jump ship uh (laughs) you know well i mean i say that but a few (laughs) well-known twitch streamers have done that so (laughs) and anywho yeah, well, there's uh, a dollar amount attached to yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to so. say dollars. Yeah. Some dollars yeah. attached to that one. And it had several zeros in the number. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, so what do you mainly play? I know when I popped in, you were uh, dabbling in GTA RP, which, by the way, guys, if you haven't watched anyone playing GTA RP, that is a hilarious time. I like, it love it. Um, but, but what else do you like to play on your streams? It's, you know, I'm a variety streamer, so I'll play anything. I think that um, I started playing No Man's Sky and I wanted to stream Borderlands 3, but I had so many problems. I could, <coughs> my computer, <coughs> excuse me, at the time was just not not good enough to stream Borderlands <clears throat> 3. So, and that's when I thought um, or got into GTA 5 RP because it's just much less resources on the computer and everything, and it was working well. So, uh, so that's where I am right now. That I really love to to get in that world. I haven't laughed so hard in in the last you know couple of weeks as I have in in years. It's just a really good time with those people. And then now I'm also addicted to Modern Warfare. So I've been streaming that here and there. Um, <clears throat> I'm one of those players who has great games or has horrible, horrible games. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, we all not, know about that. Oh, we're all in that boat. Same. <laughs> we are all so in that boat. It's not fun go. to stream when I'm just going downhill and it keeps getting worse. But, you know, most people, they understand. They they um, they don't mind. So I would you like to stream more. It. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I just embrace bullet my Just embrace platform. sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet Bullet's just yeah. taking the slack for it. No. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the only no. person that I know that can go 20, 25 and 25 and call it a great game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So way. I just, the rule is play what you love, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. People are there usually to see you and not, not so much the game. So that's yep. my. Whatever I feel like play, whatever makes me happy, you know, that's what I've been playing. And, you know, that's that's a really good way to be, especially as a variety streamer, because uh, one, stepping into the streaming on any platform uh, is is a risk. And then two is you're taking with variety, you're taking a big risk uh, because somebody might find you in one game and they only like you in that Mm -hmm. game. And then you switch and then they're like, okay, well, you're not playing the game I like, so I'm going to go watch someone else. And then every time you change games that can happen, they might still follow you, but they're not actively watching until you come back to a game that they found you on. So it's it's a struggle and it's really awesome when you're able to stick to your craft as much as as you have. And uh, I'm still wondering, how come we all haven't played uh, Modern Warfare together? (laughs) Can we be uh, team suck yeah, together? <laughs> I'm yeah. totally up for that. I would love that. Yes. Can, yes. You. Yes. Because yeah. one, I think it was Burn when you found that article about the camera angles. Yeah. 
Um, so oh. yeah, if you want to let the let everybody know about that who might not have found that All article. Right. So the rule is well how it works out in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. If you are mounted on an angle mm-hmm. trying to peer through a corner, right? The person that you're aiming at uh, that you're peered around the corner on cannot see you. So if you're the person mounted aiming down sights at somebody around the corner, you have a full field of vision. They don't have a full field of vision on you. They did a patch, I want to say yesterday or today, that might have fixed that. But it was actually a glitch in the game to where if you mounted a corner at a specific angle, they couldn't see you. Yep. Wow. But to the mm-hmm. other person, when you think you're behind cover and you're like, okay, how did this person drop me? I'm clearly behind a wall. The kill cam, you know, I, I know where the bullets came from, but how did they hit me? And then you look at the kill cam and on their screen, your entire left side is just peeking out. Wide open. <laughs> Wide <laughs> open. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I don't I don't get that. I don't get that. So, yeah, that's definitely something that they needed to fix. Uh so Itachi, just don't mount anymore and just, you know, oh, pull a bullet pull. sponge and just go straight forward. Just just chuck there, a grenade in the air. Forward and back to <laughs> Just fucking huck and run. Oh my gosh. I you mean, know, he's he's not wrong. 90% of the time when we when I play with bullets, the reason I can't play on hardcore if bullets on the team is because this man just because loves blow you up. Yes, he just loves his grenades. <laughs> he, I mean I'm the match fine. starts. No. I trust him more in hardcore than I do on core. I know that sounds fucking weird. Yeah, because he can't kill you in core. <laughs> right, no, 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 but let me explain. Let me explain. So the way he plays, he runs straight out. No matter if you're next to him or not, he'll run straight out. Yes. And then core, he always forgets when you're playing core. So he'll sit there, he'll shoot twice, and then he'll stop. <laughs> right? The second he fucking stops, that Melt person's it. like, oh, <laughs> then they shoot, they shoot him and then if you're right behind him like oh die. shit I gotta pick this person up yeah. on him he kills you too Yeah. at least in hardcore he's doing one or two taps and then he's out Yeah. like tap and then he's running in and you're like oh okay he got him yay okay so this is a question just I'm gonna put up for everybody I know when the bullet main was on we did a lot of talk about Call of Duty and now that it's been out for a little bit and they've had a few of their patches uh, and they've prioritized certain things such as not being able to use Willie as a name (laughs) the one one important patch (laughs) can't use Willie as a name Uh, what is everyone's standing feeling on the multiplayer as it stands i mean there's always going to be the call of duty logic there's there's always going to be that oh yeah what's everyone that shit ain't never changed yeah it's never gonna change i am not good enough to have those like reaction times where it's really going to make a difference for me on what i'm playing because i just play everything casually Mm. and so like it doesn't make that much of a difference to me i know for anybody who's competitive you know, I think they have a, a completely different stance on it. But I like the idea of, you know, being able to play with you guys, even though, you know, I'm on Xbox like an idiot and you guys are on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the crossplay is definitely a good addition to it. Um, I know there's been a very big debate and Kasiri, you're, you're mainly a PC player. 
uh that you know a lot of and there's always going to be that back and forth like consoles you know they can always go oh you know the pcs have the, the advantage over us because of you know quick response times or pc players have made the counter argument well actually at close range we don't have the advantage uh how, how what, what do you guys think now there's been a few times i've played a few matches and i can immediately tell when a pc player has killed me because of like the snap time just like when they come around the corner, it's like you're hitting them and then they do a quick 180 on you and it's just like instant <laughs> headshot. And I'm like, oh, you're a PC player. <laughs> that 180 was so fast. So smooth. So fast, so smooth. There is just no way that was a console person because what console people do, and I don't know if PC players do it, um, console players, typically Xbox players, in my personal opinion, they love the bunny hop system. <laughs> that little that little halo corner hop where they come bouncing around the corner and then all of a sudden they're hey i'm aimed right at your face <coughs> bullets for with your name on it so that's usually a console player's response to getting shot in the ass it's like oh let me bunny hop <laughs> let me bunny hop 180 get get you know situated and then shoot you where a pc person they get shot once and then they're like whoop bang it's like at least they don't turn into a 20-story building uh <laughs> your favorite game ever uh, oh gosh Fucking Fucking so considering you, oh, yeah. you have you ever played fortnite oh, i haven't i've watched it but i've never oh played thank it. god okay <laughs> i i detest i detest it's Hitachi's favorite game i detest it, that it game. Like i don't know why you don't stream it more i i hate that game <laughs> with a burning passion so so i've never really gone to detail usually just you know play it off and people probably go oh my gosh Atashi, why do you you hate fortnite i hate fortnite because in a in a somewhat comparison for those who probably don't even know what fortnite is and they listen to our podcast and this is a this is how i compare it greg everybody Fort- knows what fortnite is my mom knows what fortnite <laughs> okay is. so you're right but my, my 65 year old mother knows what fortnite is. but here's the thing right? that's the problem she's never played a fucking video game since <laughs> dr mario dr mario <laughs> probably actually i think that's probably like what it was because i can i have memories of my mom playing uh nes with me like when i was like mm. you know Aww. three four years old okay, so for the but last she's touched a video game since then for the last two people on earth who <laughs> may not know what Fortnite is, whatever hole they're living in, uh, to me, it's the same way as a lot of these directors, you know, that they feel about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how we discussed in previous weeks, like, you know, movies now, they kind of get compared to Marvel movies as they come out. The standard has been set. It's not the movie industry that set it, but the consumers us the movie goers who have said it and that's what fortnite is because the one thing i hate and everybody knows this that i always hate when ask people ask like oh you're a streamer the very next question they ask me is so you stream fortnite and i'm like okay no i'm a hardcore gamer They're like oh so you play fortnite <laughs> and i'm like you know how this works why get mad because that is not the definition of gaming. Fortnite That's, is not the definition it of is, gaming. It is to a 16-year-old, though. They don't know better. They have well, not been educated. <laughs> Hold on. So, you say that, but when you were 16, you felt you knew better, right? 
No, I so in the because Lies. no because when we were coming up, video games was still kind of like a frowned upon hobby that was exclusive to nerds and geeks. <laughs> At least where I was when I where I was. So I was Bro, in my all little I used niche. To do at sixteen was smoke weed and play Tekken. I was I was <laughs> in that order. <laughs> so so for you some ever hit of a us, gravity bong and fucking tried to beat somebody's ass in Tekken? It's not the easiest thing in the world. I would imagine. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> well, I don't know what a gravity bong is. <laughs> like yo, Ty, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was me. So, so for for some of us, uh, walking to my house, it smelled like cushion fucking OJ. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> could have been worse. Could have smelled like feet and cheese. Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> and that, but you know what? It's funny you bring that up because that's that was like a standard quote unquote that was put on gamers. Until now, night back then, being yeah. a gamer wasn't considered sexy. To realize not everybody smells like goat Exactly, cheese. and now, but now, you know, being a gamer is considered sexy. It's like, you know, I'm pretty sure that kid that played games at school one year before esports became big, everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you're a nerd. You're not going to get anywhere in life." And then all of a sudden, <laughs> guy comes to school with three million dollars, winning after winning a Fortnite <laughs> tournament. All of a sudden, everyone's like, <laughs> "So, hey buddy, hey buddy, hey friend." I mean, but I mean, you know, but I'm just my main thing was Fortnite is not the definition of gaming. Uh, <laughs> and I just it, as because that's a rabbit hole and I'm just going to kind of circle around <laughs> it. It's setting a standard. <clears throat> it's setting a standard that doesn't need to be set. Basically, it's saying if. What's what's happening with everyone who's getting into it is they're expecting every game to be like it or similar to it in some way, and when it isn't, then they're disappointed. Kind of like you may take over your channel one day and just stream Fortnite for hours. Just just, <laughs> just host just King Rufus with... while he's playing Fortnite. No, <laughs> no, no. Friendship's host my channel. Over. I'll, I'll, I'll slide Fortnite in while you're hosting my channel. Dude, I French French no he's, never gonna, he's never gonna host me again. <laughs> Before we dive deeper into that rabbit hole. Bullet doesn't Bullet doesn't play it like that anymore. Thank God. But before we dive deeper into that rabbit hole, I do want to pick Casir's brain a little bit about uh GTA RP. Uh how did you get into it? Uh, I started watching Sheriff Strafe. He's um brand new also to Mixer. He's only been on for a few months. Uh, I want to say like three months maybe. And that was the first time I'd ever watched it. I, I knew it existed and mm. I, you know, people had put clips, um, said, this is hilarious. Watch this. And I just never did. I don't know. It's kind of rude, but <laughs> I never watched them. So I knew it existed, but I heard of this police officer who was retired, but he was living his life through his, the game. He was a cop in game, and that fascinated me. So when I went to his stream, I watched and got to be good friends with him. We're really actually really close friends. And he said, get in here, you know, be a scientist or be a doctor or something like that. And so oh. that was all it took. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we don't really have a scientist role per se. Uh, you could, I guess, make drugs, but I wanted to do something more legit. <laughs> oh, okay. So I went the doctor route, which is more of like a EMT. 
so yeah it's uh when it first started i was sometimes the only one on and your phone's going crazy and i you know i take the ambulance here and there to all these calls and so i never really interacted with anyone because it was always like i have an emergency i have an emergency i have an emergency and you know um it, it's to me the best role because you hear the whole story like the police will be there and there's this criminal that they've shot and the, the criminal has their side and the, the police have this side and we're, we're just in between like listening and <laughs> treating them you know and so it's been a lot of fun I, you know every time i've watched it <clears throat> i i just love because everybody everybody goes in there and they got like their little voice changers Mm-hmm. where they throw in their accents and i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about about like listening to both sides of stories mm-hmm. but the most hilarious side of the story is always the person that's lying down on the ground <laughs> trying to explain <laughs> how everything went wrong and yeah. the world just was against <laughs> them from the very beginning mm-hmm. it's like well what did you do to get shot it's mm-hmm. like I I didn't do anything. There was this little lady. She was trying to cross the street. And I just, you know, there was this car. And I was like, I figured, hey, I'll just take this car and put her in it. And then we get across the street. I don't know why the cops were so mad. It's stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And it's just, but, you know, it's so popular, too. It's like Mm -hmm. hard to get a server to get in on a, a server on there. Yeah, you, you do have to get whitelisted because they don't want people to come in and just shoot everyone. It's, that's not the point at all. Yeah. We want people to interact and talk and make stories. And, and uh, so, bullet. yeah. <laughs> bullet. You say this like I would be the one going and running and gunning. Bullet would be the you one. Would. Yes. Bro, you'd yes. be in there chucking grenades and shooting RPGs at anything and everything within and within then building 10 a wall. seconds mm-hmm. you, see, you would find the closest f-22 and start flying it around dropping no, bombs on motherfuckers that would work for him yeah. he'd get bored after like five, five minutes, minutes. Like, if, if not, I mean, nothing's right. happening you guys are talking about the add me <laughs> yeah you know. yeah because rp is a bit like slow paced yeah. Oh, yeah, he's gonna shoot everything. Yeah, RP's a bit slow paced. RP. Yep, he would. He would totally go. He would totally go ham because as soon as, because we know this from playing Red Dead, we're like, okay, we're trying to get the team together. We're trying to prepare for a bounty. Where's Bullet? All you see is red dots everywhere. <laughs> Here comes Bill fucking down the fucking And him drunk off his ass. <laughs> You know Captain what? Beers. I would love to see Bullet on a server when Kasira is on that server. You would, you would get non-stop phone calls because Bullet <laughs> is down. Let Uh-oh. me go. Bullet Let is me... down. <laughs> Bullet <laughs> is down. I think, I think with something like that, though, I think I'd have I'd be a little more patient with myself. <laughs> oh, okay. We have, we have a new rule now. So if you're shot in the head, you're you're dead, and we take you to the morgue. There's oh. no more. Just like I revive you on the scene, and you wait 20 minutes or something like that. I forget. You just sit there in the morgue, dead. There's nothing you could do. <laughs> wow. So. Oh, oh, he would be he would be in the morgue. I'd spend Every at least session. three hours in the morgue on a three and a half hour game. Yeah. Yeah, he would be in the morgue 90% of the time. There, There is absolutely no doubt about that. Not a nice place. I don't recommend. Oh, my goodness. I, mean, I get bored with that. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, I've, I've been debating getting into the RP or at least trying to get on that that exclusive list <laughs> so I can, I can play a little bit. But I, I don't know, like, what kind of character I would have. Like I wouldn't it's want to be whatever mean. you want. See, and a drug runner. Uh, you know, I. I think you should cook meth. 
Is this because of all the memes? Is this because of all the memes? I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. Bullet Sponge has been sending me uh, meth memes all day. Oh my so gosh. I, I think that uh, that it's just like a sign, Greg, <laughs> that you should just start cooking meth. So him sending you the memes means I should be the one cooking the meth. Well, I'm sending them to you too. Yeah. They're in that group chat. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a valid point. Okay. He doesn't pay attention. You know this. I'm on meth. Good God. So following our outline that we 99.9% .9 of the time never stick to. Uh, we have an outline? <laughs> Wait, we have structure? <laughs> uh, Diablo. Diablo 4. Uh, let me just start. Let me, let me just start right here. I have been playing Diablo since Diablo 1. I played Diablo 1. I played Diablo 2. I loved 1. Have love for 2. Eh, on 3. I mean, I like it because it was updated graphically, but they lost my interest when they first introduced that auction house. Then I was like, okay, you lost me. Which, you know, now that I think about it, could that have been the birth of loot boxes? Kind of, sort of, Diablo? technically. Uh, no, we, they had loot or, boxes way before Diablo no, 3. Way, way before Diablo 3. Who had loot boxes first? Who who implemented? Because Diablo 3 is old. Yay. Diablo 3. Was it Madden? Yay. I think, yeah, someday yeah, probably had Madden. Madden the, uh, now, remember uh, when Diablo 3 came out? We packs. were all still in Japan when Diablo 3 no, came out. Diablo, Diablo 3 has been came out. out when I was here. Diablo 3 is old, 3. dude. Diablo 3, Diablo is 3 old. came out in 12. So, you wait, are you sure? Yep. Diablo 3 is in 12? Yeah, and the, the Madden loot boxes were like way yeah. before. Madden Diablo 3 came like out May 15, 2012. Wow. I was about to say, I was, was definitely long... hearing San Antonio. So when did their update wow. come out? When did Reaper of Souls come out? When did the old, the, not the Reaper of Souls expansion. I'm talking Diablo 3 before it. May, it, what I just said. It came May out, right? Yeah, it's the same, same make. That 2012, I swear it was before that. Yeah, it seems nah. like a long. It seems like a ago. long time ago. <laughs> I was say, one, of the, one of the Diablos, one of the Diablos came out. I think it might have been Re Reaper of Souls came out right after I got out of right out of after I got out of Japan because it was one of the first games I bought when I got back home. Yeah, because I remember the because original the cover. The big controversy about three was it was like a 15 year gap in between two and three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, re I remember for a fact Diablo 3 came out when I was back in the States because the week it came out, I almost went to mass, but that, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> and right, so, it, so I, I have a, a first loot boxes answer if you guys want it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so other than mobile games like the Zynga games, Team Fortress 2 is uh, like a leader in that uh, and FIFA. Uh, yeah, people, are like people what like twelve? Uh, FIFA ten. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like I so, said, I knew, leave it to I EA it to be the first. Though. Right. <laughs> so so they were so loot boxes. So that they just kind of flew under the radar though because nobody was willing because that's our generation that wasn't willing to shell out the cash for it. We're just like, okay, that's nice. Not gonna pay for it. Got it. But now Diablo Four is coming out. And apparently, it's supposed to be, you know, I guess. Well, may, uh, I hope not. But it looks like that they're trying to do what they wanted to do with three without all the corporate interference, basically, is what it sounds like. It sounds like they're trying to go 
they're trying to go back to how well received Diablo 2 and 1 were I feel like Diablo 4 is only coming out because Blizzard got such a fucked up backlash recently Yeah, they were that they were finally right. like like I don't feel that Diablo 4 was going to come out anytime soon until that backlash happened and they finally was like man fuck it. we need to get press off of us negative press off of us so what do they do they drop two of their biggest IPs in modern history saying they're going to get new games for Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. Granted, Diablo 4 is a thing everybody wanted, everybody needed, but look at the gap in how much times they updated Diablo 2 till they made Diablo 3. Diablo 2 was getting updates damn near till 2010. Yeah. And I think then they catch all that flack because of that mobile announcement that they had. <laughs> yes. yep. Oh God! Yeah, at, at BlizzCon <laughs> oh, and their big their big man. announcement was mobile. Mobile. And everybody, yeah, the fast, guy was like, <laughs> they were like, oh, <laughs> this is an April Fool joke, right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you on that one, uh, Burn. Because now it's kind of like they're like, oh, you know, we had corporate breathing down our necks, but you know. We pretty much have just said, screw that, we're gonna fix this. But no, basically, you you came out with a plan, you thought it was gonna be well received because you were trying to capitalize on the mobile gaming industry because it works for certain companies and it works for certain mm-hmm. game types. Um, and despite what all those ratings and reviews, when you look at an app and it says, oh my gosh, this game is five stars. It's friggin' amazing. Yeah, uh, look who's probably footing the bill for a lot of those things. Like, there's such a thing as paid reviews, guys. There's such a thing what? as paid reviews. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Start giving, well, start giving me money. I'll start giving fucking awesome reviews. Well, I'm. What company was it for a while that was getting? Well, you can for some like mobile games, you can get loot boxes for leaving five star reviews yeah. on the game. Yeah, <laughs> leave, leave a five star and you get this box, and it's like, oh, I don't have to pay for it. Five stars, wow. no explanation nah, to why. I know IGN was bad about it before, where there was a company that no matter what, all their games were getting like eight point fives and up. Was it like Ubisoft? Maybe I think it might have been Ubisoft, I and people so. were like, nah, this is bullshit because. I think it was Ubisoft because it was one of the Assassin Creeds. They ranked super fucking high, and people were like, it was "Unity." I don't was remember it? which one it was because Unity was wasn't so Black buggy. Flag, was it? It wasn't Black Flag because Black Flag was Black Flag was actually a decent. I, th- game. I thought I heard Black, Black Flag, Flag was well received. It. Yeah, Black Flag was well. But but IGN's been caught up in stuff like that before because there was a certain game um, that was well received <clears throat> and somebody on IGN's team reviewed it and like gave Bomb it a shit yeah gave it a, gave a, it a really three. low score and man when you talk about somebody getting flamed on the internet because yeah. so, they asked them they were like how much money did this company fucking pay this other company fucking pay you to say this game was shitty because nobody else ever had a score lower than a like 8 and IGN comes out and it's a 3 yeah, like, like it was, it was a, it was a highly, it was a well-received game for. It might have been Metal Gear, one of the Metal Gear Solids. I think it might have been one of the Metal Gears. Don't quote me on that. Though. 
Yeah. I'll take some negative internet backlash for a couple thousand bucks. For a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, for certain games, mobile is acceptable, and Diablo is too deep of a, a lore. One, it's disrespectful, in my opinion, to its lore. It's it's too big of a game, and I don't mean in just size, but I mean in actual content, in in story. It's it's an immersive experience to the point that just picking up your phone and being like, okay, I'm gonna play a little bit of Diablo, and then ding, text message. <laughs> like like I don't need that taking me out of my my Diablo experience. Plus, I can play certain uh, mobile games, like you know, like Marvel contest champion i could play that because it's a simple tap i could just tap the screen to do what i want to do and then when i'm tired of it i can easily stop and pick it back up Mm -hmm. something like diablo on a less than maybe five hour battery life of a cell phone that you know out in the middle of nowhere if it dies i'm screwed i can't i can't do that i need my computer (laughs) and really like anything that's like meant to be played on a computer or a console it doesn't matter what it is like you just can't do it on mobile like i've yeah. even like downloaded things like final fantasy 7 which is you know one of my favorite games of all time i had it on my phone and it's it's absolute trash on a on a phone um you know but like when we're talking about mobile games like bullet sponge if he's ever coming back <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh <clears throat> you know he and i we play wwe supercard because it's like super easy and it's literally just tapping my phone Mm -hmm. you know and so like things are great for like card games and stuff like that but something like diablo where you gotta really sit down think about it you know yeah and and invest time i'm not wild about that but you know i think blizzard is trying to do the right thing right now as far as like where they're going with their games like they finally gave the people that were like dying for WoW Classic back instead of yep. no, yep. they shut down a bunch of fan servers in the uh, in the process that were doing vanilla WoW like years ahead of time, but you know, yeah. but they've they're finally giving people kind of what they want, you know, for for now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for now. You know, I mean, so I'm wondering. As we're talking about it, I'm wondering, and I, I kind of want everybody's input and in, into this one. Um, I'm feeling that there's a hidden trend that's pretty much has surfaced, kind of uh, something that you won't think about unless you're, you're you're really looking. And most people probably like dismiss it, like, oh, you know, no, that's that's not possible. But it's been happening too much for me to not think like, I don't know, this might be a method. And because it's long term, it's working and it makes them money no matter whether they do good or they do bad. Um, Sarah mentioned it earlier, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, Mm -hmm. when it first came out, when they first announced Big Promises, everybody was excited. Then No Man's Sky came out and... This is pretty much where you, you know, you, you separated those that were just like, hey, I'm going to find a way to enjoy this no matter what. From those that were like, what is this garbage? I want my money back right now. <clears throat> I'm one of those people that toughed it out, kept my copy. I'm glad I kept my copy because then they've unleashed all of these free updates. You know, customers finally got their money's worth and then some. Because by today's standards, yeah. all that content would have ran you an easy another $100 from any other game where hello games pretty much was like you know what 
we screwed up. Here you go. And from here on, everything is going to be free. Boom. So that you brought that up. Let me ask you how you feel about the new Street Fighter announcement. Because it goes with this topic. And I do not know if you remember what Capcom initially said in 2016 about Street Fighter V. I don't remember. What what was it in... So in 2016, what Capcom originally said was that Street Fighter V was going to be a free game. Well, not free game. That was going to have free updates. It's never going to have a pay pay to update the game right yeah and then they kind of well how many editions will we get <laughs> they said it was only going to be one edition they said the initial edition was going to be the only edition it was going to get updated right that was a fucking lie because in 2018 um they released the arcade edition the arcade edition came out and people that purchased the base game initially Mm-hmm. They were good. Everything was fine. Blah blah blah. No big deal, right? Yeah. They just announced probably like a week or two ago that they are having a champion edition, where it's gonna have all the DLC and all the characters uh, released uh, for free and everything like that. The only thing that you don't get for free is the Evo costumes, right? Mm-hmm. They have yet to announce though if. The people that bought the base game that upgraded to this arcade edition for free, if they have to pay for this game or not. Do you feel as bullshit that they reneged on their whole, hey, we're not doing updates and we're not going to make you guys pay for updates? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because you, you've made a promise and basically this just comes down to the, it just comes down to that, that favorite word, money. Um, somebody up above realized how much money they'll be missing out on if they do all that free content and they're looking at it from okay well if we you do it free once then people are going to continue to want it free which is true which is Mm -hmm. absolutely true because look at kind of the backlash nintendo got once they announced hey i know we started it free we've always been free um but they never promised it would stay free their online service yeah they just were like, hey, we're just not going to make it free anymore. And look at how much backlash that got. So it's like... But I feel that one's stupid because of the fact, even though they didn't keep it free the whole time, it's seven ninety nine for three months, bro. Yeah, they're the most affordable one. They're, yeah, they're literally incredible. the most affordable one. It, nobody <laughs> should be bitching about any sort of online service for less than, you know, 10 bucks 10 for bucks. every three months. Yeah, 20 so bucks for a year. So you're paying less than $40 a year for Nintendo's online services? Yeah. That's that's nothing. And now, you get a year free yeah. if you got Amazon Prime, too. Like, that, oh, no you know, shit? Right. Yeah. Then, then all those motherfuckers can... Yeah, to, to kind of eat dirt. To, to kind of <laughs> yeah. side note in a slight detour there, I this is where I do have to say the PC gamers kind of have the advantage. Uh, because... Their 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 internet experience is included with their normal internet bill. <laughs> yeah. With the exception of just like certain games like, you know, WoW or Final certain, Fantasy. Which yeah, for certain us certain games you gotta pay for that yeah. subscription. And for shit. us, Final Fantasy, if you play on console, and there's a lot of people that kinda sucks more if you play on console 
because not only are you playing for your said console's network uh, fee, but you're still paying the subscription fee to that game. So you're actually catching it twice. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, damn. Uh, (laughs) That sucks. That's where the PC gamers can be like, uh-huh. <laughs> but what I was gonna say that you know we're bringing everything back around. Um, look at all the games that are coming out. They make this promise from go, um, and then they have to fix their game from scratch, which kind of leads into the next one, uh, Anthem. Anthem with its rumored overhaul. Now, why I say I'm starting to notice a trend here. I still want to smack the shit out of you. Well, this is a case of this is literally a case of too hype advertising, and because Destiny had already lost my my faith and confidence because of the uh, specific audience they started catering to, it was kind of like they kicked the PVE players to the side, and then when they realized, oh crap, that fan base of ours was actually the bigger fan base. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Because yep. the PvP players never touched the PvE. <clears throat> so all that extra work they were putting in and content was just not getting played. Then they were like, okay, hold on. We got to fix this. We're going to come back and re, you know, we're going to bring in all these new features. By then I was like, all right, I already, you already lost my interest because you want like an arm and a leg in to pay for something that's already in the game. I already bought the game. I bought a season pass and now I've got to buy what <laughs> I gotta so, buy these if you buy the game and the season pass that, that what? Be it. and then you don't um, need anything else and now anthem is doing an overhaul and i had high hopes for anthem because they said they were not going to focus on pvp which they stuck to that was the first reason they got burned but then the game also didn't live up to it's hype they spent i feel like they spent way more in the promotion than the actual development of the game you know what? For both of those games, No Man's Sky and Anthem, I just stayed away. I never, I never bought them because of all that negativity and, you know, I, I think there's kind of that you vote with your wallet type of thing. And yeah. you know, if you want it to be good, then, then you know, yeah. make it happen. Like, don't rush it out or whatever. There's plenty of other games out there. So yeah, I hope. Yeah, like No Man's Sky did come back. It's an amazing game. I really, I didn't play it the first time, so I, I don't really have that comparison. But I really liked it a lot. But Anthem, I know nothing yeah. about because everything that happened, everyone, you know, all my friends are like, nope, don't do it. it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've been there. No reason for you to go there. And why mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm starting to notice a trend is kind of like what you said, where you vote with your wallet. I'm starting to get the impression that a lot of the, de- now, I won't say developers, because I don't know where it comes from. It could come from the corporate above the developers. It could come from the developers. It could come from both of them. And then they just put on a show that, you know, well, we we tried to find a middle ground. I don't know. Um, but what I'm starting to see is literally that vote with your wallet. It's like, hey, here's this game. Here's this hype. If you want that game as advertised, mm-hmm. pay for it yeah here's the skeleton pay for the rest <laughs> we've already got your money you're not getting that back but if you want your money's worth pay for it because now it's just a trend with all these games diablo released their mobile and i wouldn't put it past them thinking years in advance they knew the back there's no way they didn't know they were going to not get backlash for that there's absolutely no way they saw a quick cash grab they knew a mobile was a cash grab right and at the end of the day, Blizzard Activision, like as a company, 
Um, like I was watching on CNBC earlier today, actually, uh, Activision CEO was um, on CNBC earlier today, and they're getting ready to hit a billion users with an Activision account. Jesus. Oh so beyond be, between all of their platforms, right? <laughs> Holy crap. So no. so like and like things that you wouldn't think were doing really well, like COD Mobile launched with a hundred million users. That did really well. Did you yeah. did you play oh. it? Did I haven't played it. it. I, I haven't, haven't even touched it. I but can't put that on my I, I'm trying to picture myself on my phone playing that and I know how I'd, oh. I'd get in trouble at work trying to play that <laughs> <laughs> a fucking tank would carry over or some shit <laughs> you know so oh Jesus so like you know companies like Blizzard they can afford to take a loss or two mm-hmm. or you know or have a little bit of negative backlash because at the end of the day they know people are going to buy their shit yeah. but, but you at know, the same time I, now, like, there's if you wanted to get into like their stock prices and stuff, it's kind of been up and down the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. for the most part, up until 2018, it was like it just blew up into like the $80 range, and now it's kind of like lingering around like 60, 65. Yeah. But that's a whole different story. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, there's a roadmap. I'm 99% sure because no business goes in without a plan. Now, whether their plan will succeed or fail, that can't really be predicted. But they all they they have a plan and when they put something out on the market they know what is going to happen they know what's going to happen they know that for the majority there's an outcry but at the same time those same people with the outcry will do the slap on the wrist fix it we will forgive you and they know that they're banking on that that would that's why i'm saying the problem is it sucks because there's no way around it. There's absolutely no way around it. It's not like, you know, we can see it coming from a mile away because right when they know people are losing faith in them, they release a phenomenal game. I'm looking at you, Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> they release a phenomenal game. Oh, I thought you were talking game. about 2K games for a second. Oh, no, no, no. Well, you oh, know, no. I think like the thing that with all these guys is they're all big publicly traded companies now. EA is publicly traded. Ubisoft's publicly traded. Uh, Blizzard Activision are all publicly traded companies so they have like shareholders to appease you know so like you know if if those numbers start going down there's a lot of people but that's also why they're quick to rush things all the time because they gotta hit you know certain deadlines and there could be phenomenal games but if they don't perform well like if they don't sell super well they're going to have problems yeah. with people that have never but, touched a video game in their entire life. Right. I know this is slight, like slightly off topic, but for a while it felt like everything was going to go crowdfunding. Like Star Citizen is the big one. And I put a lot of money into that game, you know, six years ago or whenever this, oh, yeah. you know, they started talking about right. it. It's still, you know, there's no projected release date. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Like, yeah, because you don't yeah, know no, what I've, you're going to get put into mm-hmm. like, um, into crowdfunding games like uh, mm-hmm. Session, and they just started getting some stuff out for Session, which is, you know, kind of like a um, a uh, skate. You know, it's a skateboarding video game that was supposed to be done in the style of like the Skate series that EA put out mm-hmm. uh, in the early 2000s, or I guess middle 2000s. That I spent way too much time with. It <laughs> <laughs> was amazing. Dude, it's still one of my favorite games. Like, even now, if I just, 
don't have anything to play or don't feel like playing anything else, I can literally play Skate 3 for a good three hours and not actually complete anything in-game. <laughs> Those are the best go, kind of games. Yeah, I might go through that in uh, stream one time. Huh? Oh, you want to stream that? You, you'll have me hooked. But, because uh, I, I love the shit out of Skate 3. But... <laughs> You know, but I put a bunch of money into Session, and they just started putting out content for it, you know, several years later, and mm -hmm. it's pretty much just a demo disc. Yeah. <laughs> I am so glad you brought demo it up. Demo disc showing my age. It's just a demo. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad you brought up crowdfunding games. So, uh-oh. How do you, outside uh -oh. of, but, no, 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 it's legit, though. So, like, Mighty number nine. Oh. Probably the biggest culprit I can think of with this, right? I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Finding out the creative director for Mega Man finally being pissed off with Capcom going, man, fuck this shit, I'm going to make my own game. Goes in to make Mighty number nine, right? Mm -hmm. No big deal. Everything should be good. He gets three times the amount of what he needed for the game and then the game gets released to become a piece of shit uh. basically right so do you guys feel that supporting it because I supported that game I want to say I put in like 100 or 200 dollars with that crowdfunding not much but still no, I mean cool. that's you could have bought you could have bought two skeleton mm -hmm. games because you know no game is released complete. You could have bought two skeleton games for that. And then so right. and I, the problem with crowdfunding is that you're betting like you're a venture capitalist. So these guys <laughs> instead of going to like big venture capital firms, they're asking all of us to pool our money together. Yeah. We and, are the paycheck. And you're betting on them that they're one going to do the right thing with it because <laughs> I know yeah. that I've been burned on other products and things like that. Yeah. Uh, people, even people that I know, like that were, you know, crowdfunding um, through one source or another, and they never delivered on their product, and they raised, you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars, and they just pocketed it uh, and jet. I just want to say, yeah, they, I'm I'm starting a crowdfunding because there's no <laughs> touch there's, place, <laughs> you know, but there's no rules to crowdfunding. They don't right. have to do anything. That and right. that's that is the problem. <laughs> and the thing is, um, you can't sue them for not delivering a product. Yeah, no, you need to get your money back though. They will give you your money back. Sometimes. Mm. Not all it, of it, them. It, do. It, it depends on where right, you're getting crowdfunded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, <laughs> so it's a it's a gamble. Well, um, not even that. It, it's it's such a true gamble. Because you never know what is going to happen with the money you you invested into them. You could take this chance. They're making this game. They're making this game. Or they're, they're telling you they're making this game. And all you can do is hope. Like, like we were just saying, all you can do is hope that the money you're giving them is put to good use. Now, on the flip side of it, and I'm taking Burns' role here while he is frozen <laughs> to play devil <laughs> to play devil's Bro, advocate. <laughs> Bird, Bird is currently frozen uh, to take his role of playing devil's advocate. There, 
are things that probably happen during the projects that we do not see, that we won't see. And there's been some really good crowdfunded games, like Stardew Valley was crowdfunded. Yeah, and that game came out to amazing release. It, it, oh, it actually did really good. Amazing game. I, I that's it's another game that I put a lot of time in or time into. That's yeah. just basically fucking Harvest Moon, isn't it? There, a little bit. Moon was fucking. But you know, I think I think it was kind of added in, and I think why people uh, liked it, it, it it had a it was a personal touch. It wasn't as mainstream, and where crowdfunding is usually popular is indie games because they don't have that big name behind them. So you expect a little bit more love and care put into it. Now yeah. that burn is unfrozen, <laughs> and to no, the, I got caked completely from Skype, bro. Uh, you know oh. that I feel like everybody's had a turn at that. <laughs> everybody's had a turn from that. Uh, yeah. But with the with the mighty number nine, and this is once again, this is me walking the very fine line of playing devil's advocate. Uh, was it up to the expectations that everybody expected it to be? No, I saw that coming. But I saw that coming, and the reason I saw that coming was. Because, and this is where us as the gamers and the consumers are also our own worst enemy. We will always be our own worst enemy. Uh, because Mega Man is it's, is it's literally on its own pedestal. And even though someone from that team is making their, their own individual game, the expectation from us will still be the same. If you go, hey, this person from Mega Man is making their own game that is supposed to be a spiritual successor to Mega Man, what are we subconsciously still expecting? Mega Man. We're still expecting Mega Man. So when we don't get that... I know you're trying to play devil's advocate. Very fine line devil advocate. (laughs) Like like paper thing. I, I can't ride with you on that. So it's one thing to sit here and say... It's one thing to sit here and say, oh, we expected a spiritual successor. What he promised was a spiritual successor. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you froze again. That Fuck! <laughs> it's always right at so, a crucial moment for him. Do you think that's where his real All I can see is your teeth. Like, <laughs> fuck me. Alright, so what I said was what he promised was a spiritual successor that would have surpassed Mega Man. Now when you make surpassed a verbal his own work. or written promise, when you make a verbal or written promise, that is entirely on you. That is that is on you because you have you have told us, hey, when you give me this money, I am going to. Not, you know, I will try, I will attempt. Because I did a Kickstarter. I did a I did a Kickstarter for something not game related with something completely different i never verbally said hey i will 100 absolutely do this i said our goal is to reach this point to hopefully achieve it so that way if you came in you knew there's a risk involved there's no guarantee we're gonna be able to do this right if you come out and you straight up say i am going to this is gonna happen then yeah when you get that backlash, it's it's well-deserved because you did not deliver on your promise. That's why promises, especially where money is involved, mm-hmm. is a very touchy thing. 
Yeah. You can't you can't go into crowdfunding, especially especially now with games and and make empty promises. Now, to also piggyback on that from another perspective of, I don't do crowdfund games not because I don't have support for what they're doing and not because you know I don't to support them in general. Uh, I if anything I have love for indie developers because they're. You're, you know, your average person probably still working a full-time job elsewhere, and then they're taking, you know, they're coming to us, other average people yeah. working normal jobs, to help them create their dream to give to us to enjoy. Mm-hmm. The only reason I don't support it is because, and this is just me, <laughs> um, I don't like uncertain releases. That is the thing that scares me the most. I don't like uncertain releases. And then when I go on community boards and sometimes they fall silent and people are like, Mm -hmm. hey, can we get an update? Hey, Mm -hmm. what's happening with the game? And then you look at how long they've been asking these questions and you're like, okay, this person hasn't said anything for two months. Yeah. And then they finally come out like, okay, we've got an update. You know, here's this. And it's like, okay, everyone's happy. We cut the project. We've got the, yeah, or yeah, they come out and like, oh, hey, yeah, the project stopped. Okay, when? Four months ago. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, what did you do with the money? If you knew that the project was already done. So, you know, I think sometimes like, like I buy a lot of indie games because they're, they're cheap. (laughs) Most of the time. Well, no, like most of the time they're like 10 bucks Mm -hmm. and... I think that's one thing that I really missed about Xbox 360 Arcade was yeah, arcade like games are awesome. The some of the titles on there were like really, really, really fun. <laughs> I know, yeah, I you think know, Maynard still plays Super Meat Boy to this day. <laughs> oh, I still play Super Meat Boy. That's a great. That is a great platformer. Yeah, Super you Meat know, Boy is still well received. That it's 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 a loved game. Well, it's I think any good platform. Game if you like platformers, I don't you know. Yeah, I mean, I, it looks like you're taking a shit now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, guys, I, 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 this is one reason I have got to get these podcasts on <laughs> YouTube, just so all of you can see the struggle burn has with his camera <laughs> like like everyone listening is like what is going on over know. there <laughs> his struggle with his camera is like kind of because burn already takes dramatic pauses which actually he's done really well on shortening but now the camera is just like no <laughs> no we can't go without the dramatic pauses you're getting a super dramatic like, pause. pauses damn it <laughs> super dramatic pause mm-hmm. but yeah um I, I i i i'm always on the fence when it comes to to uh to crowdfunded games because they're very they're very long commitments <laughs> extremely long commitments and especially now um because Honestly, I can't even think of the last time I actually looked on Kickstarter for anything. Most people go Patreon now uh, because it's more of a it's more. I won't say guaranteed. Well, w- once you get Patreons on Patreon, your income is pretty much guaranteed, at least from them, because it's not a one and done. We're like, you know, Kickstarter. This person says, I want to do two hundred dollars and then that's it. Yeah. With Patreon, it's a it's a consistent flow, and I see a lot of people on there. They develop games or whatever they do, and they're making like 
2,000, almost 3,000 a month. But then you look at their community board and there's just people in rage like, hey, last update was December. It's almost December again. What's going on? But it's like, okay, but they're still making $2,000 a month. So I better start a Patreon. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it's it's a fine line because as much as I want to have faith in my indie developers that they're not as corrupt as your standard, you know, triple A. Uh, and I'm not saying big gaming developers are, you know, corrupt assholes, but I'm just saying all around, there's still people. Mm-hmm. And once people that may have come into this industry with nothing but good intentions to make the best game they could think to make once they start seeing the money and at most they just had to wake up i mean imagine you could just wake up and you made two thousand dollars that's that point that some of them are at they're just waking up and they've already they're just making two thousand dollars they haven't had to do anything so for a lot of people they're just like oh I can milk this for what it's worth and release whatever. They'll be happy. I'll do it again and they'll be happy. And it, it I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of scared because you never know what you're getting yourself yeah. into. It's, it's a, it's a 50, 50 shot. Um, if in my opinion, and I know it's not easy <clears throat> games, take time. Good games have shown this. Um, they take a lot of time. There's a lot of bugs that need to be worked out. There's a lot of detail that's put into it. There's a lot, especially if you're creating an entire world, you, your story has to work. Your characters have to respond to the world uh, the way they should. Yeah. Uh, your music needs to be on point. I mean, you don't want to be playing an action game and you've got Mario's Super Mario music playing in the background. <laughs> or, you know, imagine playing Zelda going against Ganon and there's the Pokemon theme in the back. It just doesn't work. So everything's got to be in sync. And there's there's a lot of people behind the scenes on all of these things. So I get it. All these people have got to get paid. You got to make it worth their time. You got to make it worth their, their effort. Um, I totally get that. But I also feel even if it's just verbal updates, you got to stay on top of that stuff, guys. You got to stay on top of that. You can't just leave your people hanging because you ruin it for those who might step into the fold and be that way. Yep. And then someone else comes in there like, hey, I want to make a game. And then, you know, like uh, King Rufus said, like, hey, I've been burned already. So, hey, I'm with you. You got my blessing, but you're not getting my money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and it's, you know, with, with Kickstarter and, you know, because I've invested in a, a couple of different Kickstarters uh, for different products. And I've had one of the, like, six that I've, uh, you know, bet on actually, like, come to fruition and, and be an actual Only one? thing. Yeah, <laughs> one of six. One of, see, one out of six. Yeah, because there's a lot of tech that gets funded on Kickstarter as well. And some of that is just either it's engineering snags or, you know, and sometimes these guys just get way too ambitious. And (laughs) or I've also had it where um, like one of the things that I had was um, basically like garage door openers that come with your phone and things like that. And then as like their Kickstarter was like just starting to wrap up every major uh company 
like came out with the exact same product and was uh... developing it at the same time. You know, but shit like that happens and you just kind of, and then it's like, okay, well, you developed this, but nobody's going to use it now because LiftMaster, the, mm-hmm. you know, largest, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> you know, the largest I, maker of garage doors in America has the exact same product. So right. you're fucked. <laughs> I, know, I know for me with the Kickstarter thing, it was the direction that MMOs were heading was more of, you could play an MMO single player. And that was, that wasn't fun or that wasn't even a thing back when EverQuest came out or um, even WoW in the early days. You know, mm-hmm. you needed a group. You needed to see EverQuest it. for sure. EverQuest was a, a you needed yep. a, gr- a group. And so, you know, my friends and I loved that style and we were just seeing, you know, we're playing this MMO and this MMO. Oh, I'm just off doing my own thing. I guess, you know, we'll group up maybe if there's a raid or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when um, the it's a long story, but yeah, I was looking to fund games like that, and they're they're still in the works. So it takes years and years, like you said, and yep. we'll see. You know, I have two that are are three that I have funded, but they're still still getting there. <laughs> still, they're still working. And by the time they come mm-hmm. out, I mean, are they going to be like up to par? Because yeah, if you I don't think of, if, if you think about it, they could stay in development. They could stay mm-hmm. in what we call development hell forever because True. Hey, as you get that Duke Nukem vibe, you know. Oh my gosh! And then yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then you and then you wind up with Duke Nukem forever. So Ooh, it, yeah, Fallout seventy six. And as fast as, and you know what's funny, and this is why I say once again, kind of coming full circle, why I see, I feel it's a trend, it's a secret trend. Um, Fallout seventy six. They did the exact same thing. They released the skeleton of a game. A, a literal wasteland no npcs i mean what <laughs> <laughs> they i what i'm still pissed i spent money on that game but now they've pulled and this is a thing it's kind of like everybody is copying hello games to a certain extent they're like hey we'll fix it we're gonna overhaul it Here's what it's going to cost. Now, with Fallout, for the most part, some of their stuff has been free. I mean, they've they've made money off of, uh, I want to say... Well, as it should be, because they released a pile of rubber dog shit. (laughs) I mean, at least a pile of dog shit would have been a little more lively than the game launch. (laughs) I mean, that still would have had more life. I turned the game on and, like, 20 minutes into it, I was like, what the fuck is You realize you got duped? Right I mean, away. if you didn't have oh, yeah. other people to play with, at least one other person to play with, the world was lonely. When you ran into someone else, this is how bad it was. It's the same thing happened with Red Dead, but I mean, at least with what Red Dead did, they were smart. They were like Red Dead Online beta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like the weirdest thing in the world that you're going to release a beta to literally every single person. person. Right. <laughs> but they that, played it that, smart. The game. They played but, it smart and but put it the was word smart in there. to call it that because that's essentially what they were releasing. Yeah. You know, but GTA yeah. 5, when it first came out, they pretty much did the exact same thing. Like, mm-hmm. GTA 5 with online was not good. Yeah. Like, and and what, does, what does everybody become when you get a game that's online with nothing to do? They literally become a bullet sponge and just start killing each other. <laughs> I mean, Fallout 76 no, within I the mean, first week for people who, for some reason, were still dedicated and they leveled themselves up. You can walk 
10 feet without someone in power armor nuking you just for walking in front of them <laughs> because they were bored. Oh well, gosh. I think like any game is, you know, when you have nothing to do, you get griefers. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You and know, but how much better is Red Dead's griefer problem now? It is. Oh, and, and Fallout, both of them. It's a hundred times better. Oh, both of them, because now everybody has something to do. It's it's funny because those those people that were previously griefers are now like the most helpful community <laughs> online. It's like, you know, yeah. hey, I remember you. You nuked me about four months ago. Yeah, uh, about that. Here's a thousand materials um, and some armor. That's what you Have a nice day. Really the fucking grudge. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what what I'm what I'm getting at is all of the games that release the skeleton games, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. But why I say it feels a trend? There's absolutely no way when you put this game out on the market, rushed or not. I get it. Deadlines need to be met. Shareholders need to be pleased, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there is no way that they don't know how the consumers are going to take it. So why I'm saying it can't be because we're only going to we're ever only going to see one side of it. And sadly, when we see a game, we're always going to relate it to the developers names on it. We're going to relate it straight to them. We're not thinking about the people behind them. Um, what I'm thinking is and this is me conspiracy conspiracy theory moment here. So <laughs> take what I say with a grain of salt or just be like Atachi, you are cuckoo and you need Itachi, to be checked you in. fucking crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> What I think they're seeing is not the initial release. They no longer care about day one. They don't care about year one. What they're seeing is how long can we milk this game? How many times can we get this person to technically buy multiple copies of this game via other means, season pass, loot boxes? Exactly. It's you know what that is a really good term for it. It's literally a Fortnite effect. How many times can we get you to buy this game over and over and over and you not notice it? And what happens is you release the skeleton, you piss off the world. What happens when you piss off the world? We expect you to fix what you did wrong. I mean, it did happen. <laughs> it did happen. Like the bitchin' worked for Sonic the Hedgehog. But you know what? That was a different though. That was genuine. Hey, we fucked up. We're gonna fix this. They, they weren't gonna fix it until that fucking major backlash. Though. Yeah, yeah. You realize that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it actually looks watchable. Yeah, it, it looks it looks way way better. And I would say that gives but me faith that things can be changed. Yeah. Um, because like I said. I the think consumers, me and you talked about it last week. Though. We did. We yeah. are going to be our own worst enemies because now there was that outcry. Now, are people actually going to go watch it? You cried about it. I mean, are you going to go watch it? I will. It? I'll go watch it. Um, okay. yeah. I might not watch it in theaters, but I'll watch it when it comes out. <laughs> right, same. Nah, <laughs> no. See, and that's the problem. That's the problem. That's the problem. Because if, if, if people it's going to be digital. It in theaters, now you're having... Now it's going to lose money off a of budget. They mm-hmm. added an extra $35 million in budget. So if no one goes and watches it in theaters, that shit gets fucked over completely. Yeah. So and this then, is a $50 million movie? Like right around there? More than that. More crazy. than that. Yeah. Way I, more I than didn't that. know. Oh, yeah, Sonic I'm, is sure, like I'm a, sure that was just Jim Carrey's salary for the movie. I was about to say, you know, Jim Carrey's um, salary is Sonic was nine figures, bro. <laughs> 
Well, for the, for the digital Sonic effect was work, about nine figures. Yeah, I can was see it? that. Okay. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So, with something with something like that, I do have to agree with with Burn. It's because, you know, once it hits all the streaming services, you got to think, okay, it comes at least mm. with the theaters, they're getting a majority of that money back. There's no middleman. Once it hits all the streaming services, then they've got to pay all those streaming services. So they're losing money. This is why yep. it's like with day one, they need you to go to the theater to see it so they can at least try to get yeah. that money back and then some. Once it hits the streaming services, they lose money. And that's why and- movies, like lately, if the opening night isn't big, it's considered a loss. It's considered a loss. Yeah, they, there's no coming right. back. Like, well, well, my my whole thing is though, you guys know my fucking schedule's outrageous sometimes. No, yeah, yeah. I yeah. usually don't have time to go. Uh, to the then you live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Where's the closest movie theater? Like three states there's away. Actually, there's one in town where I live. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you have a movie <laughs> theater? It, it's only got like two or three theaters in it. But... That really got considered just now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Bumfuck nowhere. He does live in damn near nowhere, yo. Damn near Canada. But yeah, I I yeah. strongly believe that uh, <laughs> that it, it's, it's a snow machine for a rippy. Oh my god! <laughs> but no, I do believe it's an intentional thing that these games come out in the states that they do in the forms that they they're released because backlash or not, and what is better for promoting your game than publicity? You mm-hmm. release an amazing. Think about it. How often is a well-received game remembered? A year later, it immediately becomes the greatest hits, mm-hmm. and that that means it's yeah. sold at a cheaper amount. Now, why Destiny goes strong? All the controversy that surrounds it. Controversy keeps attention, keeps publicity, keeps money coming in, and controversy what, sells. Controversy sells, and that's what's happening. Because, good example: Horizon Zero Dawn. That game was an amazing game. Amazing game. Sure. A greatest hits. Even with its its DLC, it greatest hits. And now, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I remember Horizon. It's like, well shit. <laughs> but you say Destiny and then people perk up and they're like, yeah, I hate Destiny, but I love Destiny, okay? But I still play it and I just bought the expansion. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Definitely heard that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, I, I, I'm with you guys. One of the guys that I work with is a hardcore Destiny player, but he hates the game. <laughs> Don't know why but we're does programmed that make this any way. Sense? No. I, no, but he, that's... That's what he does. And I mean, technically, we like, all he fall plays in... two games. He plays Borderlands and Destiny. I don't think the man has ever played anything else because I've never talked to him about any other game. And I talk to him every single day. Now, I'm glad you brought but... up Borderlands because Borderlands is the proof of being the exception to the corrupt rule. Because Borderlands released... Is um, it... it... For the... For, well, I'm not saying an amazing game. I was going to say at least a full game. It's mm-hmm. a full game. It's it's definitely no doubt a full game. It's a good game. Okay. I can still be replaying that game. And I have no problem getting DLC for that game because I still have a whole experience in the main game to enjoy. So right. even if they were trying to take that same path of skeleton game, they were at least smarter about it. 
I agree. I, really I like how they poked fun at the loot boxes in the game too. Oh yeah, that was pretty fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everyone else, they they're just in your face about it, and there's the at the end of the day, they know exactly what they're doing. They're they're. It's and it's also because the big ones know they can pull it off, like Bethesda. Everybody knows. Yeah, you drop Fallout seventy six. Look at the player base still of Fallout seventy six. If anything, it has grown. Then they put in Battle Royale. Oh my God! All the kids lost their minds. <laughs> and and they're doing fine. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Oh my gosh! And all gotta the kids lost their minds. And now they're like, yeah, they got to get it. Now they got to buy all the cosmetics, and they got to do with this and that. Slap on the wrist of Bethesda. Anthem. Same thing is going to happen with Anthem. I felt it, and that's the only reason I have a pet peeve with the game. Because they're already talking about, oh, we don't know how we're going to do it. We know we're going to do it, but we don't know if we're going to just make it Anthem 2. The fuck? Like, what? Y'all Can you fix the first the game? game? Yeah. <laughs> Before you well, talk so y'all about... just released the fucking shit. Not even... How long ago was it? February, February. And they're already talking about we might make it Anthem 2. You know what I see there? No, that's your shit. (laughs) I see Destiny because what was it? Because players, they're always finding when people get bored, they're going to dig through your game. They're going to find bugs. They're going to find forbidden areas and they're going to get there. And one of the big things that was surrounding now, actually, it's kind of hard to find articles on it. I guess Bungie sent out their hit squad to try to sweep it up. People put together that Destiny 2 was literally Destiny 1, split in half. Oh, wow. Yep. It's literally the same game, split in half. There was literally no reason for a second game, but they couldn't charge full price unless it was a second game. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, Destiny 2 just could have been DLC. Yeah, Destiny 2 could have literally been DLC. A a big DLC, but DLC nonetheless. I foresee Anthem taking that same... Not even a... Not even a big DLC though. Like, I mean, just for the main, size, just but... for the main story by itself would have just been enough to be DLC, and then everything else expansions and all the other updates were just natural tweaks anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because they didn't get like any like gigantic updates to the game after Destiny Two came out, like nope. other than. A couple of new weapons and things like that, right? I yeah. never really played Destiny. It's never really been my style. Yeah. And but, I, I had to pull myself away from it because I fell into that hole of, oh my gosh, I freaking hate this game, <laughs> but I need this exotic. <laughs> <laughs> I need to they do got this you, raid. Bro. They got me. But I mean, <laughs> technically, there's a game that we all have in common that's gotten us too Modern Warfare. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we literally been in a match and we're just like, gotta hate this shit. Oh my gosh, why do I subject myself to this punishment? But then you go have an amazing game the next game. And then you have yeah. an amazing game and you come back and you're like, oh man, that yeah. wasn't so bad. And then yeah. it's rinse and repeat. Yeah, it, it, Apex is the same way with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I weaned myself away from Apex because, oh my I gosh, I, I had to. I, I'm sorry. I had to start here's the only way we're going to get things to change and it sucks because like i said uh there's no way to know it's it's literally yeah yeah it's a leap of faith now because they know you can't figure it out until it's too late well i believe a game that gets too much promotion is just not going to be great 
when they spend so much in their how they advertise it to the point it's like oh my gosh this just looks so amazing like look at destiny they probably in my opinion they have some of the most interesting trailers a game could release in my personal opinion first sign a game is going to be just full of controversy the production that just do watchdogs just their e3 trailer alone everyone was like yo and then the game came out and they're like hold on where's my water reflection I can't see myself in this puddle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first sign right there. And pretty much now the best way to play it safe is let the game come out and ride its entire, at least half of its life out. And then maybe get the game is the safest way to play it because it's like, okay, the game came out. The DLC is already done. I've said this in previous episodes. The DLC is done. The videos you watch, oh, we're developing this and we're making that and we're doing that. Man, those videos were made probably the time that they made the game. <laughs> and yeah. they release them at intervals. So it's like, we're hard at work on this game. It's like, uh, uh okay. And then the DLC comes out and it's full of bugs. Oh, okay. Well, you already knew the bugs from the main game, right? So how does this come out and you have problems? And how did the DLC break the main game? Huh. Um, the only it way happens. You, the only way you wouldn't know is if you developed them both at the same time. Hey, Rockstar does this like every other week with Red Dead Online, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but also their their world is extremely huge. Uh, too. Oh, their sure. their world is extremely huge, and like I say, big developer, you get a slap on the wrist. Now, am I saying every game developer is doing that? Absolutely not. There are those that are literally in the process, like you know, open world games like that. That's that's in process. There's no, there's probably no way around that. It's it's constantly changing, and literally, your players are in your sandbox. They can see it themselves. They're watching you develop the world because they're standing on that mountain that they're not supposed to be on. <laughs> so they're sitting there watching you develop it. So, but I don't know. I just had that feeling that uh, a lot of these games are coming out like that. And it's very intentional. But that that's just my my personal conspiracy theory. Take with that what you will. I'll probably get a lot of messages on Twitter. You're crazy. But I'm telling you right now, if I get a Use message a from dumbass, like, if I get a message from like Bioware or bethesda <laughs> and be like hey here's a little yo if bethesda sends their hit squad on you oh man like <laughs> I, I, i'm on to something if you, start, if you start seeing a bunch of negative reviews on your podcast you know what <laughs> oh man okay yeah that's exactly what's gonna happen or or the flip side or the flip side like the next podcast guy i'm like oh man yeah these guys can do no wrong they have an amazing game they're like oh no tashi's been bought <laughs> he's uh, been yeah. bought <laughs> but yeah that that that's just that's just my take on it um and the last actually guys we are at the end of the episode Ooh, yes nice. we are at the end of the episode i just have to say one thing and this this i only only because i know this uh and it kind of sucks because the listeners can't see it do you guys notice anything about kasira <laughs> <laughs> she's a bouncer she's a bouncy because she doesn't use a chair yeah no i noticed that she's Wait, she what? uses a yoga ball as her chair so she oh, like in her streams yeah it's like no like usually in her streams when you watch she's usually like bouncing around and she's just like 
And I was like, what? I thought she was just fidgety. No, no. she's she's on a yoga yeah. I do that at work for about half the day. <laughs> Better for you back. Wake. Yeah, yeah, you can't fall asleep, you fall off, you know. Yep. See. Yeah, I tone it way down on camera. <laughs> During the day, I'm a lot worse. A lot worse. Like, if you're like working or doing whatever, like you're like. Yeah. 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 I feel you. Yeah. I have a wall that I that I sit on and. Then I have a standing desk. I sitting still awesome. is like way overrated. Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> Even when I stream, I'm like swaying side to side in my chair, just to I keep was... a little momentum. Greg, I think you, you should get a, uh, a yoga ball. Yeah, Fuck yeah bro. fifteen bucks. Might as well. Could you? Yeah. Well, first of all, my desk is a little high for that. Go if I sat, up. if Go I get a big yoga a... ball, they make yeah. a gigantic yeah. yoga ball. then. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Yo, sorry. Get, get, get the Atachi 266 yoga ball. Oh, and sit on it on your on your on your Look that perch, bro. That way I could sit on your face every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I know what I'm not gonna get done. Uh, I know what I'm not gonna get now. Good grief! All right. Well, before we go, Kasiri, would you be so kind as to once again let everybody know where they can find you? Uh, yeah, the main tier mixer.com, Kasira, K E S E E R A. And um, my Twitter is Kasira underscore X. Guys. And I want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Seriously, it's really an honor. I really, really mean that. It means a lot to me. So really appreciate it. Nice to meet all of you. Well, we were happy to, happy to have you. Hopefully, you can <laughs> join you. us again in the future. That'd be awesome. Guys, go and check her out. Her streams are amazing. Her community is very welcoming. If you are a wallflower like I originally used to be, I promise you saying hi, you will actually already feel like part of the family. I, I love her streams. I love her community. Guys, go check her out. And she's actually very active on Twitter. She's always retweeting and tweeting something. So do that. I called you during this podcast. <laughs> see? See? <laughs> uh, guys, if you want to help support the podcast, check out my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Atachi266. Really helps out. And you guys have been amazing. Today is actually thank you Patreons day. So I do want to say on the day of this recording to my Patreons, thank you guys so much. The podcast has reached new heights. I didn't even see um, and it's because of your guys' support that... You're welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but it had to plug subtle, it in. Bro. <laughs> so subtle. Um, way to be Way subtle. to be subtle. But no, seriously, you guys have been amazing. Also, everybody who's on the show, love You're you guys. welcome again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anywho. But seriously, you guys have been amazing. Um, Thank you guys so much. And... Here's uh here's hoping to some more future episodes. Uh, also, guys, don't forget we're on Apple now. We are on Apple Podcasts. If you type in everywhere. Gamma Games, you will see my mug pop up, and just click on it, click subscribe. All and you because can of to a it. drunk conversation. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This podcast did start because of a drunk conversation. But that's a topic for another time. Hey, <laughs> maybe we premium. can maybe we can tie. Well, we could probably touch that on either the premium or the. Uh, or both season, bro, season finale. Like bro, I've I've months. had some uh, requests on your streams for some stories for the premium. So yeah, we we've got an arsenal. We've got an we arsenal. Go. So yes, so yeah, guys. Um, there is a premium podcast uh, also available to the Patreons only. Um, pretty much you get to learn 
lot more about us and we go in completely different topics so check that out also you can find me on twitch twitch.tv forward slash atashi266 as always stay safe out there guys and we will catch you on the next podcast later bye bye What's up, everyone? Itachi266 here. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Itachi2661 and Instagram at Itachi266TTV. Also, think about becoming a patron and help support the channel at patreon.com slash Itachi266. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com What's up, everyone? Project Atachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.